and gentlemen, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past seven days in the NBA. I am your co-host Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mouth. What up, guys? That was a great week of basketball, wasn't it? No, not for me. I'm mirroring my favorite team, and I'm just, you know, in losses and turmoil right now. But, no, so many games to get into, bro. NBA regular season coming to an end April 10th. We got so much to talk about in this episode. I think we just got to get into it. And with that being said, I'm calling an audible, Malv, and we're shaking up the lineup. We need a change. We're starting off with some Pacific Division talk, because that's where the action has been lately. First order of business. Warriors Suns 4. Epic game. Suns win at Golden State 107 to 103. The season series is tied 2 to 2. Uh, this was definitely a potential Western Conference Finals preview. Oh, yeah. This whole week. The whole week was filled with just playoff preview previews, I kept telling you. Again, Booker and Paul come up with the win. And for me, Booker's like stat lines aren't un- are, are not that impressive right now to the end, but. Hey, it still came out with the win. 22 points. What else did he get? Shot five for 21. Yeah, he struggled a little. Yeah, you know, but he still come with the win. It's just like team basketball. Steph Curry, he was out for the Warriors. JaVale McGee, former Warrior. JaVale. <laughs> Pierre three times. Uh, he was out for the Suns. Warriors, they did build a lead led by Draymond's energy in that third quarter. Dude, like, I think the commentating team was mentioning something about it. Like, how it felt like Oracle. Uh, and yeah, it, it felt well. It's playoff basketball coming, bro. And like, it sucks for like what is, we we haven't they haven't had Curry for like the last seven games, you know. And then Clay, I'm telling you, is still not Clay yet. For the Phoenix Suns, this was their 62nd win of the season. Their first in the Western Conference, the best overall record in the league, nine and one in their last ten on a nine game win streak. 62 wins ties the 92-93 Suns for the best overall record in franchise history. If you remember, Malv, if you're a basketball historian, you would remember that team, that 92-93 Suns team, went to the finals. They lost to Jordan and the Bulls in six, but there's still six games left. This could be the best Phoenix Suns team ever. ever? We said that ever, last season, yeah, right? We, yeah, that's what we did say, yeah. yeah. Forever, no, ever? Forever, ever? ever? <laughs> no, but I, I'm totally with you. We were on this. Like, I've become a, a semi, I would say, uh, how would I say this? I would say a Chris Paul Suns, like, uh, what is it, administration fan. You know, I like what he did these last two years. He really put him on the map, him and Devin Booker. Like, the only time was really the Steve Nash days, you know, and that felt not like wasted potential. It's just like they couldn't get over the hump. Well, that was Kobe and Powell, especially in 2010, remember? Yeah. Um, and the Spurs, against the Spurs. They couldn't get over the Spurs for the longest, you know? Even with the Barkley team, everybody knew they were going against an opponent in Michael Jordan, but they still had, like, maybe some because he he was the MVP that year. Barkley was. Yes, he was. You know, so hey, and we had Dan Marley. <laughs> this was not a bad week for the Suns because they beat the Sixers one fourteen to one hundred four, and then they beat the Warriors at Golden State. So these are two of the top teams, you know, that are going to be challenging for a championship. So that only reinforces their their battle-tested mentality. A couple other takeaways I want to bring from the Warriors game. DeAndre Ayton, late in that game, 
he should continue to exploit his size mismatch in the paint uh, because that's always been one of the weakness for the Warriors. Is Draymond, as good as he is, he's only, what, 6'5", six, 6'7", six, and that's always been one of the Warriors' weaknesses was the lack of size in the yeah. paint. And uh, another thing, speaking of Draymond, Draymond and Jay Crowder, that is the battle we need. <laughs> Get out of here. They were chirping. They were aggressive all the time. Like, you could see that. Like, like they, they're goons for their teams. Mm. No, and like just to go slightly back, Crowder was on a good one with the Sun in the 76ers game because that's the one I did catch. Like he helped win the game with the three-pointer, you know? So like like you said, everybody's on one. Like, But you, you're you on Crowder this whole season. This I, you're on him. I know you are. Who are you taking but, on your team, Draymond or Jay? You know, I got. I, I would take Crowder. What? I'm taking Draymond. Nah, fuck that. You I'm know, still I'm, taking nah, Draymond. Nah, I would have it. I still don't, for me, like in my own like kind of play, yeah. in my own little like NBA like coaching head, like Draymond's great. He's defensive. We talked about how you need his presence. He knows how to see everything on the court as well, you know, a facilitator to that. But I don't want that. I want that. I want, I want crazy energy, you know, like. That's why I'm boom, because like I'm more of like having your your one and twos be stars, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm just like, okay, you know? <laughs> I, good on you. All right, Malv, I like it. I would take Draymond. I, I would say that Jay Crowder can hit those shots late in games. That is probably one of his advantages for Draymond. I was looking at the intangibles, especially late in that game yesterday. Like he closed the paint, and Devin Booker had like this like he just blocked Booker. His defensive presence and his intangibles are still there, even though he doesn't score as he should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does have Curry. He has Thompson. He now has Jordan Poole. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's another. He's going off on it, right? Yeah, right. You want to switch to the Warriors a little bit right now then? I guess it's a nice transition. The, go- <laughs> <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> ah, you like that one? I like it. It's kind of nice. I was I was actually low-key. I was hoping for them to lose <laughs> yesterday because I was like, man, it won't work if they win because <laughs> they won't be worrying. Right. Uh, but, yes, they lost their game. They stay losing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Currently, they're okay. staying losing. Um, Steph Curry, he's still out. Still on that ankle. Yes, he hasn't participated yet. On-court rehab, you said it earlier. Clay Thompson, he's still a bit rusty after two-plus years off. Uh, James Wiseman, he's actually out for the rest yeah, of the I season. Uh, as for their record, 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games, currently on a four-game losing streak. They are now fourth in the Western Conference as of this recording. Mm-hmm. But a couple of the silver linings, Jordan Poole, he had 38 points. Massive. Uh, very questionable full-court shot late in that game versus the Suns. I think they had time to run something there, but I digress. That was his 15th straight game with 20-plus points. His ninth game this season with 30-plus. He is my vote for most improved player. I like it. Yeah, he was showing up a lot. Like we talked about earlier what during the Warriors uh Health craze. Like, damn, they their their season two is just all health. And obviously the Warriors aren't performing, losing many you said four of the last seven. Their last game against Memphis. That was horrible. They lost two. Like come no, on, no 123 ja. to 95. Yes. No yes. jaw. And I know jaw we're 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 Memphis boys here. We you know we 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 send the love. We send the love. And like I was seeing how crazy that was that we talked about the team 18 and 2 without jaw. How crazy is that to have to not have your star and stay winning? It just shows you how much health is a huge factor in the NBA. Look at this. Like, you got your three stars in and out this whole season, and now at the worst possible moment, you have your main star out. And the Warriors, they're trying, dude. They, I, except for the, the Memphis game, 
I feel like the other two games, they were trying to keep close, which they did. It, it wasn't more than a 10-point loss for each of them. Should mention, too, in the Memphis game, Steve Kerr was ejected in the first half. Uh, DeAnthony Melton for the Grizzlies. Dude, he oh, sacrificed yeah. Kevon Looney. Dunk of the year candidate right there. Uh, and then also, the Memphis Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks had something to say to the Warriors and Andre Iguodala. If you remember, Andre Iguodala was briefly with the Grizzlies. He did not play a single game there. He forced his way out. And uh, this was his first game coming back from injury, playing against the Grizzlies. And they didn't forget. No, he did it. I love his quote. Let's like, if you guys didn't hear it, it was, we all had the vision, and he didn't, referring to Iguodala, which is perfect. Send him back to the Warriors and let him do his thing over there. But, hey, you got to love it. Like, that's the energy. That's We talk about it off the air all the time about Memphis and the energy of just, like, the youngins. Like, they're, they're not caring anymore, like, the old-timers or the veterans. They're like, yo, we're here right now. We're here to play ball. You know, like, you didn't want to play ball with us. You thought maybe we were some just, like, punk kids here in Memphis. You were too good for us. Yeah, we on You're the come good. up, homie. Yeah. What's up? Straight up. Straight up. That's how it is. Dang, though. But 18-2 and two without jaw? That's very good. And look at now. You have to agree with uh, Dylan Brooks, right? Because Memphis is two, sitting on two. Yeah. And they're only, even though they're only a handful of games ahead of the Warriors, like, it don't matter, bro. Like, he, what he's, he's speaking truth. It isn't until you beat them. Shout out to yeah. the Grizzlies, too, though, for surviving against the Spurs. <laughs> we need more more of the Spurs to lose, bro. We need it. We need it. Basketball gods, please. Yeah, Keldon Johnson, he missed a bunny, and the Spurs lose that game 111 to 112. It was a great look, though. It just didn't go in. Uh, back to the Warriors. Yes, they lose to the Grizzlies, they lose to the Wizards, and they lose to the Hawks. We mentioned it right now. Injuries, health. This is not the best time to be struggling. With the regular season coming to an end, their remaining schedule, they play the Jazz, the Kings, the Lakers, the Spurs, and the Pelicans. So yeah, those last two games definitely versus the Spurs and the Pelicans could actually help the Lakers if the Warriors are playing desperate enough. Um, the Lakers need to handle their business, though. Oh, Who knows if that's the case, right? We'll get into it. It's coming. The Laker talk is coming. But uh, Switching gears to lighter Warriors news. Congrats to Stephen Curry. Congrats to Shaquille O'Neal. They are now Academy Award winners for their documentary short, The Queen of Basketball. Kobe did it first. (laughs) Yes, he did, Malv. Yes, he did. I got one Oscar before Shaquille. (laughs) Ask me how heaven tastes. (laughs) So that was that. Congrats on Shaq. Congrats on Steph. Steve Kerr, he was also named one of the 15 greatest coaches in NBA history. Damn, already? Yeah, right? Well-deserved. Uh, his resume, briefly, he's a five-time champ as a player, three-time champ as a coach. He was a GM for the Suns. He was a TV analyst. It's only a matter of time before he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Oh, for sure. This, this is automatic, I think, like all-around NBA career. Phil Jackson 2.0 or what? I wouldn't say 2.0. He's his I mean, own he, version. He had, he's already had eight, eight championships. No, but on coaching by, by himself, that's what I'm saying. Like You got you to gotta get at least two more. Two more with the current with the current main three. And then I would say on the same level as Phil Jackson. Right now, I think Eric Spolstra level. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to the Los Angeles Clippers. The comeback Clippers. One of the only LA teams winning and doing a damn good job at it. They came back from 25 down in a 121-115 win against the Jazz. They were down 76-51 with eight minutes left in the third. That's when the switch was flipped, quote-unquote. 
Uh, Mal, this is the 12th time the Clippers have come back from at least 13 down to win this season. And it's also the fourth time they've trailed by at least 24 down to win. Those are both the best in the league this season. Dang, dude. That's just a representation of who they are. What have we talked about? The bringing of Ty Lue. Like, That's you what said, you expect. You said it. You said it. Like, when you brought me into this and telling you, like, they got heart. They got heart. Somehow, I didn't even think that Sir Paul George, you know, would come up with such an explosive game for his first one, like 30 point, 34 points. Um, I, I don't know his others on the rebounds or the assists. Paul George, 34 points, six assists, five steals. Welcome back Fucking after solid. almost like three and a half months from a UCL injury. Yeah, he came back. Solid, dude. Solid, and I feel like even though his points are high and he got a lot of fucking touches, that it still didn't overshadow the rest of the Clippers team that has been doing it the, the 40 games he's been gone. You know, I felt Reggie Jackson was still in there as he's been killing it on, like, highlights here and there of the Clippers are pretty much Reggie Jackson now, you know? And they they complemented each other well. He had 21 points. Again, I'm scared of the fresh leg syndrome that we already seen from Kyrie. Shout out to Paul George, though. He had a crazy-ass, like, mid-air water polo-type pass to Isaiah Hartenstein, I think, in the fourth. It was a blown play, but, like, he somehow he just reads it and he passes it to him. It was crazy. It was sick. Definitely one of my assists of the year. Honestly, by a fucking uh, PG3, like, I fucking loved his threes. For being out so long, he, he looked like he hit those shits super effortlessly. And I was just like, damn, man, they might make it to second round. All <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. Uh, as for their record, looks like they're going to be locked in as the eighth seed in the Western Damn. Conference. 37-39 and 39 record. 3-7 and seven in their last 10 on a one-game win streak, but that win against the Jazz felt like such a boost of momentum for them. Their next couple of games, kind of challenging. They got the Bulls, the Bucks, the Pelicans, the Suns, the Kings, and the Thunder. Well, they better beat the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, Clippers. <laughs> As for Utah, very quickly, Donovan Mitchell, he was unaware that the Jazz did not have a timeout left in that game. You mean Chris Webber? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> March Madness, right? Yeah, uh, that basically sealed the game for them. Jazz and the Clippers, they got some beef, bro. They met in the playoffs twice in the past couple of years, in 2017 and last season in 2021. 2017, that was like Donovan Mitchell's coming out party. The Jazz win that series after trailing 2-1. They win in seven. And then last year, it was in the second round, and that was Terrence Mann's coming out party. The Clippers won that in six after the Jazz led 2-0. So there's some, there's some beef. Some little beef. Yeah. Uh, Clippers actually have some pretty decent beef in the playoffs. Remember their battles with Memphis? Yeah. Early, early, early Lob City era. And then now this is looking like the new iteration of like their, their rival, playoff rival. Utah, like, last season, I think the season before that, like, we rarely talk about them because they're on that plat. I feel that plateau level now. Is this it, know? though, for Quinn that, Snyder if he can't advance I've, to the finals? I, I One more season. One more. But I feel like this is where I think everybody's emotional energy is going to be like, if we don't do anything here, then next season I'm thinking about something else, you know, somewhere yeah. else. Utah's a great place, though. I love their skiing. Get out of here. <laughs> They're snowboarding, I mean. <laughs> Moving on to the Sacramento Kings. Currently 12th seed in the West. 28-49 and 49 record. 4-6 and six in their last 10. Their last game was a victory. 121-118 against the Rockets. Davion Mitchell, he had a nasty dunk over two Rocket players. 
their remaining schedule, a back-to-back versus the Rockets, the Warriors, the Pelicans, the Clippers, and the Suns. Better beat the Pelicans. It's almost <laughs> over, Kings fans. It's almost over. <laughs> Give us that, Kings fan. Just one win for us, please. Win the win. Win beat the Pelicans. It's it's not that hard. And for the Pierre de Resistance, let's move on to the Lakers talk. I can't. I can't, Mowgli. They <laughs> fell out of the playoff tournament, but thanks to the Spurs missing that bunny at the end of the game, they're back into it. They're back as a tenth seed. We're on life support. Straight up. That's what it is. <laughs> Lakers on life support, yeah? You want to start with the beginning of the week? Lakers, Pelicans? Let's do it. This was a must win that we were talking about last what, week's episode. What was that? Must, must win. They were up by 20 at halftime. It was, what, 69-49? Brandon Ingram and Trey Murphy the third. Who is that? I don't know who that was until that game, I don't that even game, know the right? first two. <laughs> Brandon Ingram, you know. No, you said Trey Murphy the third. I said I didn't know him until the first two. Oh yeah, I oh, fuck. <laughs> McFly. I got you. I got you there. But no, this was another win. This is a bi came back also from an injury, and like you were, me and you were talking about it the night we hung out that weekend. That you you called it. You're like he's gonna be on a tear. I think like he's gonna want to fight, like get a win. Like he feels vindictive against the Lakers. Like he's gonna come and show through, and he did the, with. 26 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. You mentioned Trey Murphy, the third. He had 21 and 4. The main thing to take away from that, though, is the injury LeBron James suffered. It was an ankle injury, and it just couldn't have come at a more perfect or (laughs) worse time, right? (laughs) Depending on where you stand as a Lakers fan. Well, I love the quote of it, like how this is just like a microcosm of the season, right? Like, how many games have we talked about blowing a lead? All or, the time. All, all the time. Blowing a lead or or having to dig through a, a fucking giant-ass hole, which you don't have to. You know what I mean? LeBron finished the game with 39 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. But another thing, too, I wanted to bring up, Malv, how I've been comparing this season all year to the 2012-2013 season. This was equivalent to the Kobe Bryant Achilles tear for me where Kobe was willing his team late in that season to make the playoffs, and then he has that injury. LeBron James had something similar happen to him as well. Thankfully, it doesn't look like it's as serious. He did miss the game against the Mavericks. That game was over at half. Yeah, fuck. That's so bad. (laughs) And he's going to miss the game against the Jazz. So it's up to Russell Westbrook and others to see what they can do. Anthony Davis, he is expected to return against the Pelicans. And that's the Friday game. That's a must win. (laughs) That is the (laughs) must win game. This is it. This will be it. This is it. And when I say this is it, it really means this is it. But going back to that first matchup against the Pelicans and the Lakers, it was embarrassing, bro. Uh, That was all, folks. (laughs) You heard Joe Joe Myers. He said that. That's all, folks. Yeah. Just a a, a savage comeback to Anthony Davis. His final shirt, the the shirt he wore, uh, his final game as a Pelicans. You gotta take it. You gotta yeah. take it as a Lakers fan. You gotta take those. You gotta take those, man. Like Chris Rock. Sometimes you gotta take those those to the chin. Hey, <laughs> keep my team out your fucking mouth. All right, <laughs> keep him out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> Shit, man. Side quest, real quick. We've got ourselves a side quest. Are you on Team Smith or Team Rock on that? Team Rock, bro. 
<laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Rock me scissors all day. Fuck. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can't. That's how it is sometimes, huh? That was wild. It was funny. That was wild. I loved it. Will Smith, that was his moment, bro. That was his moment after, you know, a whole career, after decades in the game. After Wild Wild West. <laughs> this was your chance for everybody to forget about the Wild Wild West. Big Willis style right there, bro. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. Very polarizing moment in Academy Award history. Insane. What TV was crazier? History. What was crazier? That or the Moonlight Gaff? Which one was the? Oh, the Moonlight Gaff. Um, I would say this, bro. This is just like insanity, absurdity on all levels. Like none of us see celebrities like this. Like you gotta give praise to Kanye West now. He don't seem that crazy. <laughs> crazy. Only Hollywood. Only, Only Hollywood. Hollywood. Now let's get back to the the other horrible side of Hollywood. These Lakers, man. The Lake Show. Are we done? I hope we're not. I hope we're not because they better fight. You know what the Clippers are doing right there. You better show some fight. You better not concede because that's just pathetic on your behalf. Um, going briefly to the Lakers versus the Mavs. That game was over at half. They were trailing eighty-two to fifty-six. Reminds me of a couple weeks ago when they were playing the Suns. They allowed like 70-something points during the half there. Luka and Mavericks, they were like, I hold my beer. Straight up. Speaking of Luka, he had a triple-double in 30 minutes. Um, that they dude, sat him out, bro. Like, yeah. after the Mavs built their 30-plus like lead, it was done. It was just like the Lakers tried, man. They tried, but it was like fucking one of those impossible feats, it felt like, you know? It, I don't, dude, it's just like all of the forces, all of the forces are just like so against the Lakers right now. Well, and, bad. The, and the thing is, too, like I feel like our nostalgia bombs has also been on this, too, because during like the 2000s great days, like I really do feel that those Laker teams really could put the switch off in the fourth, third, late in the third, into the fourth. I always felt that, you know, like they were losing, but you always knew like they got this. And then with these new iteration of our team, it's just like you don't feel that, you know. You're just, you just you just hope not to lose that much. Right. Now you know. Now I feel like other, like the Kings and shit like that. This you is know, a like, horrible yeah, feeling, yeah, right? You know? um, but, makes you appreciate the other teams though, how great they were. Uh, but you know, what is it? it? It goes in a pendulum, right? It swings both ways. So we better take it right now. Yeah, we need that upswing though. Come on. Yeah, if you if you don't love us at our worst, you don't deserve us at our best. Straight up. I've been saying that all season too. Uh, speaking of that game, just post-game press conference, another altercation with Russell Westbrook and a reporter. Hey, I have a little bit of trivia for you. Does Russ have more triple-doubles this season or more altercations with fans and reporters this season? I'm going to be angry because I, I feel like I count way more uh, fan videos <laughs> and fucking reporter videos. I'm going more reporter, reporter fan interactions than triple-doubles. It would seem like that, right? Yeah. Uh, Currently, Russell Westbrook has 10 triple-doubles this season. I, I was honestly going to say, like, four. Yeah, it doesn't seem <laughs> yeah. like that, right? Um, but it, it, it just the narrative and the media, the way it's been exploded, the way it's just been blown out, it does feel like he has more altercations. And since we're more on a candid talk, I know we didn't write on this, but, like, staying on Russell Westbrook, like, do you feel like he's kind of shooting himself in the foot over these last interviews and stuff? Like, you know, I'm here, I, you know, not necessarily... Like, what can I do? You know, what can he say, though? But I don't I, I feel like you should be more honest because in this last one with the interview, like I feel the fucking reporter really wanted to ask him like, hey, you want me to tell you, Russell, what would make the team better? Other, no, no, not that winning part. Not the. I think that's just like a funny, sarcastic remark. 
I would have honestly and being like you sitting on the bench and not being a starter, Russell, that is my true analysis of how you would win. That's how this team would be better. What do you think about you coming off the bench? We got to get some credentials. You, know, you got to tell them that. You, no, but but you know, like tonight's I, game against Utah. What do you, what do you expect me, there? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah. get slapped, bro. Yeah, right. I'm gonna get slapped. But like I, that's what I felt like. I, like that should have been like more of a question. You know, like I felt like he got off like angry off like a stupid little remark from a reporter just trying to. It's do a whole a job. season of that. It's a whole season of that. Like we were saying, how Will Smith. He was the butt of all the jokes uh, ever since the Red Table talk. You know, he's just been the social media punching bag. The same with Russell Westbrook this season. And both of them, you know, they're trying their hardest to hold their tongue in. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case with Will Smith. You know, right at the end, he fumbles it. Uh, Westbrook, he's been very just defiant the whole season. That's who he is. Uh, Going quickly. Dang, we're running kind of long on time. This game against Utah, are you expecting them to win? No, but I'm I want not. to say I'm not. I'm I, not. Say, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a hard one to watch. This is this is they're going to fold this game. You know, AD's coming back tomorrow, and that's a more serious opponent as far as like playoff jockeying. Mm-hmm. It's it just more concerned. In the rankings. Yes, yes. Uh, and then we also have a ESPN Brian Windhorse story that I came saw out. That, saw right? That, yeah. According to Windhorse, quote: LeBron wears his team out after four years everywhere he goes. Judging from the first time he left Cleveland, you know, that's pretty accurate, right? It's a four-year cycle in Miami, then back in Cleveland. And this is This is four years as a Laker. Uh, the story does say that he enjoys his time here in Los Angeles. He loves raising his family here. Well, yeah, he loves making movies and winning <laughs> Razzies. Oh, shout out to that, right? <laughs> yes, Malv, you're right. Shout out to LeBron James for winning the Razzie for worst performance in Space Jam. Oy vey. <laughs> It brings me to, you know, if he's going to leave his legacy as a Laker, Malv, and what you think it is. Well, I'm going to ride a little bit with Nick Wright, and he said the thing, like, he didn't really agree with that statement, and he did, but he said with the return, those four years is great for one championship, which he did for each team that he went to. Mm -hmm. He is the only player in the league that you could say, went to whichever team he went to, it was him who brought the championship or he was the main reason, one of the main reasons to bring a championship to that city. And I, I agree with those sentiments, Mm -hmm. but the way the Lakers are looking to lose, because again, we're from a city that expects multiple championships, like no offense to Miami, no, no offense to Cleveland, but they're not like multiple winning cities in that sport, you know? And L.A., what did we say? Or at least I said for sure, like, what would make LeBron a great Laker is to at least have two. But he has left his legacy as one of the greatest players by winning a championship with three different teams. And one thing that I think we keep forgetting is even though it was COVID season, I, I don't think you should give an asterisk to that because it was it had its own craziness. Like, come on, how how many of us were like dying inside our own homes now, even though these fools are millionaires, you don't think they're dying in some random ass hotel room? Like, what am I going to do? You know? And he still brought a championship there. So it's a mixed bag. As a Lakers fan, I say his legacy isn't a solid gold. You know what I'm saying? It's a shade of yellow. But, but, <laughs> like but, but the New Jersey's, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? There's, but, left, there's more left to be desired. I would have up. to agree. Um, great individual stats. 
But like you said, one championship is not what we expect. If you wanted, you know, you knew what the expectations were when you came here, my dude. We need multiple championships and one in four. Look how spoiled we are, yeah. bro. We're just <laughs> yeah. like, that's not good enough. So many cities don't even get like one in 10. But now that, that's yeah. the expectations here and, and it isn't good enough. It isn't. No, it's not. I'm so, with you. So that's what it is. We'll see if you can get another one this season or maybe the next. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Man, we're running long on time. Are we still going to go around the league real quick? Or very briefly, gonna... very briefly. <laughs> we got to do this, this real quick. You. Eastern Conference, Boston versus Miami. Miami clinches a playoff spot with a 108-96 win in Boston. Dude. Both are deadly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miami is deep as heck, bro. They're super deep. As for another Eastern Conference matchup, you had the Bucks versus the 76ers. Bucks, love that game. Yeah, they won that game 118-116. to 116. Milwaukee wins that season series. Why wasn't that game on national TV? I don't even know because like, yeah. I was surprised. I didn't even see it. I watched the ending fourth quarter. Yeah. But then seeing the, that was the Lakers highlights Mavs. of Giannis, yeah. like 40 points, 14 rebounds, six assists, and a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> and the epic block like oh, on Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was nice. He has entered himself back into that MVP conversation, bro. Good on him. Good on... Good the on the Bucks as well. Middleton yeah. twenty two, Holiday eighteen. Like the Bucks, we've been silent the last month or two, but hey, they're staying up there. And I want to give a shout out to the Toronto Raptors. Ew, why? Because they're actually putting in some pretty decent work right now. Pascal Siakam, he had a triple double against the Timberwolves, one twenty five to one hundred two, and then he had a forty point thirteen rebound game in an overtime victory against Boston. Nice. They're six in the East, eight and two in their last ten, four game win streak. Yeah, good on them. Good on good on them. Quickly, quickly. I know we're running long on time. Charlotte, they beat Kyrie in the Nets. They beat the Knicks. You can't guard me, bro. Come on. <laughs> LaMelo, we'll see about Charlotte. Eight and two in their last ten. Let's see what he does in the playoffs. If they can get if there. Can, yeah. Going back to the Western Conference real quick, Pelicans guard Jose Alvarado. He was able to sign a multi-year deal to stay in NOLA. He was previously on a two-way contract. So good on him. Out, yeah. yeah. And uh, CJ McCollum, Pelicans guard. He got a nice standing ovation when he made his way back to Portland. They did win that game too. So Damn. they're doing what mm. they're going to do. Did you see Austin Rivers get ejected? No, but you tell me it was the worst ever. <laughs> it was just like Lance Stevenson, man. He needs a Razzie or an Academy Award because he sold that flop. No. Really well. Was that yeah. bad? It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, but it was obviously a flop and the ref just fell for it. Blatant. Like, blatant. Oh, my God. Quickly, we're going to do the injured list. <laughs> Welcome to the injured list, where we recap recent player injuries. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Welcome to the injured list, where we recap recent player injuries as well as players returning from injuries. Boston Celtics, they lost their center, Robert Williams. Looks like he had a torn meniscus. Eek. If the Celtics are able to make a deep enough run, he could come back, right. maybe for the finals, conference Damn. finals or something. Uh, but yeah, sucks for them. We mentioned LeBron and his ankle injury. Get him out. Put him back on the floor. Yeah, right? Reports are saying he is going to be a game-time decision against the Pelicans. April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> He's out for the season. No, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ah, oh, suck. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, another fantasy player. Oh, guess what? He's out for the season, too. Thunder, they're just tanking it or something, bro. Ugh. Kendrick Nunn. He's out for the season. <laughs> Fuck that fool. <laughs> the beams get me. Everything. Yeah. Come back already, bro. Paul George, he made his way back. Congrats on him. AD, like we said, he's expected to return Friday against his former team. And he needs to have a fucking Paul George kind of fucking game. He needs to. He needs to. This is the, this, He needs to come 
back and finish all the games on that level. He needs to go Pau Gasol next season mode where it's like, I'm not softful. I'm fucking, I, I'll fucking show you I'm one of the best skilled big men. Remind us, AD. Remind us. Remind the league. They forgot. We all forgot, bro. Yeah, we forgetting, bro. Evan Mobley, he's expected to miss at least three games with an ankle injury. Mowgli loves Mowgli. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> Fight on. Forgot he was a Trojan. Got to support my Trojans. And I think that's it for the injured list this week. NBA standings, very quickly. <laughs> run it, my man. If we can run it, run it. Get out. We don't need jokes like that at the time like this, all right? Eastern Conference, Miami, we mentioned. They stay number one. Milwaukee, two. Philly, three. Philly, they had a tough week this week, right? They had uh, back-to-back losses against the Suns, the Bucks. They had, you know, the, their their prodigal son, their, their Philly favorite son. He's slipping at the Oscars right there, Will Smith. Keep my city out of your fucking mouth. Hey, I'm calling it like it is, my dude. I'm calling it like it is. Uh, Boston, four. Chicago, five. Raptors, six. Cleveland, seven. They're slipping. Brooklyn, eight. And then Charlotte, nine. Would you rather see the Hawks or the Hornets in the playoffs? To be honest, I don't want to see Cleveland there for yeah, sure. Too, right? like, <laughs> Cleveland, just slide all yeah, the way yeah, down. Yeah. Right? I feel the same, dude. That's exactly. <laughs> okay, but, okay, okay. Uh, Going to the West. The Suns, number one. The Grizzlies, number two. Dallas, Luke and company, number God. three. Golden State, number four. Denver, five. Utah, six. Minnesota, seven. Clippers, eight. Pelicans, Lakers, Spurs. That's nine, 10, and 11. That can completely change because the Lakers are playing the Jazz. I don't think they're going to win that game. Uh, the we Lake- hope <laughs> somehow they do. But, no, it's not even that. Uh, I put my game on for the Spurs need to lose against Portland Trailblazers. Right. You know, they're just – we're on the whole Pelicans need to lose every game. <laughs> <laughs> the remaining Lakers schedule, they, they play the Jazz. They play the Pelicans. They play the Nuggets. They play the Suns. They play the Warriors. They play the Thunder. And then they play the Nuggets again. Very, very tough. It's tough. Very tough. My my brain says two and five, but my Laker heart, I'm going to go five and two. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the last thing before we go, Malv, games to watch. What are you watching as the season is coming to an end? Like I said, I'm watching every highlight of every Pelican game, making sure they lose. Same with the Spurs. And I God, I hope the fucking Lakers win against the Pelicans. I want to at least watch that game. They need to get a win. If AD really is coming back, I'm expecting a fucking hardcore return. Nothing below 30 points. Nothing below it. Nothing. Can't <laughs> tell, tell me, me nothing. nothing. <laughs> Shout out to Kanye. Yes, Malv, I would have to agree. I got the Jazz and the Warriors for Saturday, April 2nd as well. I got the Mavericks versus the Bucks, April 3rd. And before we forget, we got to shout out the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. March Madness right here, bro. The final four, both the men's and the women's, are taking place this week. So quickly, we got Villanova versus Kansas, Saturday, April 2nd. And then you got Duke versus UNC. Damn. That's going to be fire right there. UNC. That's such a crazy story, though, because Coach K, this is his final season. Do we let him take it on his final one, go off on the horizon that way? Dang. That's going to be sick, though. That's I'll gonna... choose narrative. Let's go. Okay. All right. Cool, man. How about you? Who you got? Um, I'm expecting a really good game because they're such that bitter rivalry. rivals, yeah. bro. So that's definitely on the radar. And we can't forget about the ladies. Their final four, Louisville versus South Carolina, is on April 1st. 
And also on April 1st, you got UConn versus Stanford. Mav, who's taking it all for the ladies? I don't even know one ladies team, and that's the UConn Huskies. <laughs> so I'm going for them. You, yes, super good, bro. They got to win. Yeah. They got to keep that winning streak alive. It, I'm not winning streak, but just that, that winning legacy. That tradition. Yeah. Yeah. From the collegiate level to the professional level, Mal, this week is going to be excellent for basketball fans. And that is going to conclude it for this week's episode of Last Week in Basketball. We hope you had a blast listening. We always have a blast recording. Questions, comments, anything like that. Feel free to email us at malvinmogli at gmail.com. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And one more thing. Follow us on social media, will ya? At Malv underscore N underscore Mowgli. Malv, we've already gone this long. What are your final thoughts? You know, this is going to be my dissertation here. Uh (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. thank you guys. You know, Mowgli's right. There's going to be a great ending to the basketball season. And next week, I think we're going to have a special episode of just a preview of the playoffs, potentially. Season recap, playoff previews, playoff predictions, and the Lakers better be in there. Better win. Come on, purple and gold. If you don't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Come on, Lakers! <laughs>